this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to unwind? You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to get your snack? You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, 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 uh, oh, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 102, Ego. I am your humble and gracious host, the one, the only, Bryce Isaiah, a.k.a. Spicy Brycey in the building. What's going on with everyone? I hope that you are all staying safe. You having some summertime fun. You enjoying your family. But I was looking at the calendar the other day and I'm like, who chow? July over. Okay. We are zooming all the way into August. Listen, summer, summer, summertime. I'm going to need you to pump the brakes. Okay. I just went through a, a whole pandemic currently still in the pandemic. And this is like the first summer in a while that I'm trying to enjoy myself. So, uh, pump yo breaks okay let me just you know live a little okay and then me living a little you know i'm trying to get rid of these gnats fungi in my house but i don't even have no updates for y'all on that right now i'm currently still in the thick of it but i do have a kimmy update for y'all I took to the Twitters, okay, over the weekend, and I said, listen, I got a Kimmy update, you know, ever since I told that story about, you know, Kimmy acting crazy and trying to run my life, everyone has been DMing me, okay, aka Allie Lasher, she be texting me in the middle of the day, what's Kimmy doing, girl, leave me alone, Allie, okay, you want Kimmy number? <laughs> but seriously, yes. You know, I had told y'all how Kimmy was just like acting so not like herself. I work mobily and, you know, in the middle of the day, she would be like literally going crazy in her tank, messing up the filter to the point that I had to like let her out, let her in my living room. I had to build these like barricades. She was breaking through the barricades. So finally, last week, I said, I'm not doing this with you, Kimberly. And I put her in my podcast room, which is like my spare bedroom and my home, which also is my walk-in closet, which also is my podcast room. Okay, it's all of that. So I didn't feel like building a barricade because I had cleaned my house. 
and you know I like when my house is clean smell good I don't feel like walking over a barricade so I just put her in my middle room shut the door here go crazy and I literally left her in there for two days because I'm like I'm not doing this with you I didn't have to change the filter uh you know I use like charcoal filter. anyway I had changed filter I'm not listen this tank won't stay clean for two days whether you in it or not and so she really didn't do much in my middle room but you know in the middle of the night forgot that I had left it in the room and I hear like a thump thump I'm like oh god somebody trying to break into my house what's going on then I had to realize I said oh wait it's just Kimmy so after that you know I took her out she seemed to be a lot more calmer um and that might have been like Thursday and you know Friday she like was like underneath her rock and just like really like just looking at me I had you know defrosted some shrimp gave her some shrimp and, you know, we was good. I woke up Saturday morning and just doing some errands around the house, which is really just nothing. But, you know, just, you know, admiring the fact that my house is clean because y'all know on Fridays I do a happy hour by myself and get a little drunk with some Cheetos and clean my house. And then I wake up Saturday morning and I'm like, who cleaned my house? So just walking around. And I noticed that like Kimmy's tank is rather like murky and so I'm like oh child and then I'm looking at the filter but I'm like she didn't knock the filter over and so I take a, a, a closer glimpse and I see like there's like an object in it and I'm thinking maybe she didn't eat all of her shrimp I don't really pay it much mind. I go about my Saturday, uh, which is a bunch of nothing. But listen, that's, it's my Saturday, my choice. This is a judge-free zone, okay? I want to lay up in my bed under the air conditioning, watch TV. That's, you know, that's what I choose to do. That's my business. So anyway, later that day, I, um, I'm on the phone with my friend Sarah and I'm like looking at Kimmy's tank and I'm like, that don't look like shrimp. I'm like, oh my God, Kimmy didn't lay the egg. And Kimmy, has laid eggs in the past um, but you know I never can catch them in time she will literally lay the eggs and then like turn around and eat them they're not fertile but like you know she'll turn around and eat them so I'm never able to catch the eggs whole so I just seen the shell of an egg and so I'm like oh my god that's so crazy let me call my mom so I call Barbara on FaceTime and I'm like, mom, look, Kimmy had an egg. And my mom's like, oh, my God, bring it here. Bring it over here. Bring it to the house. I'm like, mom, ain't nobody bringing no egg. Like, girl, what are you talking about? So as I'm like on FaceTime with my mom, I move Kimmy's rock and I see that there are two other cracked open eggs. So at this point, Kimmy has laid three eggs. I'm like, wow. Like, you know, and so my mom's like, you got to try to catch it. You got to try to. Catch. I'm like, mom. Listen, they're not fertile eggs. One, two, even if they were fertile eggs, why would I drive from Philadelphia to Delaware to do what? So I told you I have another turtle named Poppy, who's a male turtle. I had him since I was 15. My mom has confiscated him and she thinks that he's her turtle, but Poppy's really mine. But, you know, that's the story in the story. So we won't even get there. So my mom's like, you know, we can let Poppy do girl. No. So I have like looked into it and like, child, you would need to get a, uh, a cooler, put a light, all, all of this, ain't nobody doing all of that. 
so. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, she had eggs. That's why she's been so rambunctious. So later in the nighttime, you know, as I'm still just in my bed, you know, eating and watching TV, you know, watching Virgin River, um, I go out to get a snack and I see like a whole bunch of like commotion. I just see Kimmy moving in a way that I've never really seen her move. And I walk over to the tank and do you know it's a live egg? You know, I've I didn't had Kimmy for almost 10 years and I've only ever really seen the eggs crushed up and there is a live egg in the tank. And so she's currently like eating one of her other eggs and there's like literally a live egg. So I call Barb. I'm like, mom, look, it's a live egg. And you know, Barb, oh, bring it, get it, bring it over here. Bring. Like, mom, I'm not bringing the damn egg to you. Like, I don't know what she think is going to happen, but I am like, I do want to like feel it and touch it. Let me tell y'all. So like, you know, I'm on the phone with Barb screaming in one hand. Kimmy is in the corner of her tank in the other hand, munching on what would have been a child. But, you know, we won't even get into that uh, mess. And so I'm like. Let me get this egg out. So I get my little net and I go to get the egg out and bang, bang. When I tell y'all, I ain't never seen Kimmy move so fast. She like turned over and was like coming towards me. I had to grab that egg up out of there and she would not like stop looking at me. And so I'm all like on the phone with my mom in the kitchen and like washing the egg off. And my mom's like, oh, my God. I'm like, mom. Like, stop. And so I go back in the living room. At this point, Kimmy then stood on the rock. And it's like, literally, like, like what you do with my baby? I'm like, oh, God. And so, like, I, I go to my living room. And she's literally, like, following me in the tank. So my friend Sarah is like, put it back in the tank. Like, what Like, what are you going to do with it? You can't hatch it. And clearly, like, she wants to eat them. And, like, she does eat the yolk that's in them. Like, I don't get that. So I put that egg back in the tank. She gobbled it up uh, very quickly. So at this point, she's up to five eggs. And so I go to sleep, wake up. Bebe is three more eggshells in the tank. Kimmy then laid eight eggs this weekend. And so I'm re- I was reading online that, you know, turtles, I, I know this as much because I've had Kimmy for almost 10 years at this point. So I know when you have female turtles, it can be very dangerous because when the, it time, when the time comes for them to have eggs, they do not like to lay eggs in water uh, because it's just a uh, maternal nature nurture type of thing where it, it's not safe. Turtles go on land, they bury their eggs and then like, you know, the male turtle fertilizes them and then, you know, the eggs hatch. So if you have like a female turtle and like you have a like in a, an aquatic setting like I do, um, if you don't really have land setting, they won't hatch their eggs. And that's something that could like kill them. And so that's always something that concerned me over Kimmy. Uh, Kimmy was the first female turtle that I've ever had in the sense that she laid eggs and she laid eggs for maybe like four years straight. And then over the last three years, she has not laid eggs. So that was all. And that's why I was like, OK, Kimmy must be getting older. But it just really explains her behavior. I read online that uh, turtles will really like try to get out of the tank. They'll mess up the tank, i.e. everything that Kimmy was doing to really get out of the tank to lay their eggs. And even more interesting, when I would let Kimmy out in my living room, she would like go to the end of where I have like I have a carpet and a mirror. She will go to the end of where the carpet well, a rug, not a carpet because I got hardwood floors. OK, yes, redid them. OK, with the little polyfluoroflane on them. Yes, they look nice. But she 
um she went to the end of the rug and would literally like bury herself in the rug i'm like first of all girl uh-uh, not not on this four hundred dollar rug you ain't about to lay no eggs and so i thought that that was weird and i kept telling my friend like that's the spot that she goes to uh so little do i know child you know kimmy acting crazy in her tank you know she having braxton hicks okay so you child listen i'm i'm a grand zaddy at this point uh so i just wanted to give y'all an update on my girl kimmy she done laid eggs i fed her today she was eating up a storm i don't want to clean her tank yet just yet because mother barb been on the internet talk about turtles can lay five to 30 eggs so barb thinks she got more eggs coming and even if they do come i'm not going to run them over the delaware so it doesn't even matter but yes you know my girl kimmy so technically i mean all things considered you know i'm a granddaddy okay yes i never thought i'd be a granddaddy at the young age of my early to mid 20s but listen better things happen but i wanted to give y'all that update because y'all been asking okay and yes I sent Allie last year videos so she would stop texting me so she know why Kimmy is acting all crazy but I am excited for this week's episode it's a casual tea episode we got the baby boy Amon back and we are definitely getting into some really juicy topics we are covering Dr. Dre and his recent divorce we're covering the Kanye West listening party we're covering a Karen in the New Jersey mall we're covering the little Nas X industry baby we got Jeff Bezos on a casual tea and you know Amon got to give us this big brother update for two weeks okay and we also got advice with bryce barb's message freak of the week and you know we got that church announcement so let's get into these church announcements <laughs> This week's church announcements, I really wanted to touch on the subject of ego. I feel like a lot of us sometimes suffer from having an ego. And normally it's a negative condensation with egos and people think like, oh, don't let your ego get too big. And, you know, but when we really stopped and think about it. Ego is really your pride and your pride is a sense of like protection. It wants to protect you. So it kind of like builds things up around you to ensure that you don't get hurt or, you know, you say I could do this and that because I don't want to ask for help. And I really just want to encourage somebody that's listening and really encourage myself to let your pride down, let your ego down. There are many things out here that we could be missing out on. There are many blessings that we could be missing out on in the sense of our own ego, in the sense of our own pride. And again, I'm not looking at ego in the negative sense. I'm looking at it as like a protective sense and that it wants to protect us. And sometimes we can't protect ourselves from everything. And I think if we would to let our pride down and to let our, our ego down and to ask for help, or to ask someone, how did you do that? Or to open up your heart to somebody that 
you felt as though hurt you in the past and you're like, I can never let this person back into my life. But people change. People evolve. Um, I think that it could be an amazing thing. And so I just wanted to encourage somebody on this church announcement to listen, check your ego at the door. Let it go. Okay. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to say, I don't know. It's okay to say I need help. And at times we want to protect ourselves. We don't want to let the world know we struggling with something. We don't want to let people know that we've got weaknesses, but if we don't let people in, how can we grow? If we don't let people know that we're weak in one area, how can we get stronger? And so I just encourage again, someone to just let your pride, let your ego down this week and ask for help, ask for assistance in a very loving and, and respectful way. So check the ego, check your pride at the door. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's a man who is a man you. Meeting potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who is a man you. Meeting potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. And we are back this week with the casual tea, Amai and B. What's poppin', baby boy? How's everything? Hi, hello, Bryce. Hello, everybody else. I'm so excited to be back. I had to miss last week because I was at my twin sister's wedding. She is finally married and about to begin her new life. She got a new home as well. Her and her fiance. Well, I guess not fiance anymore. Her husband. Her husband. I'm married now. <laughs> I heard her husband found uh, a house near Baltimore as well. So they are they about to start their life as a young couple. And it's um, it's 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 kind of surreal. It still really hasn't sunk in for me. Um, I really didn't think that I was going to be that emotional at the wedding. But I think just like watching her come down the aisle really just got me going. And then just watching the two of them share their vowel, their vowels for one another. Um, so many people came up to me after the ceremony and they were like, Amon, I was fine until I looked at you and <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> 
Yes. So it's um it's it's yeah, it was it was a beautiful thing to watch. That um I has to be I remember like seeing my best friend uh get married and I didn't think I would be emotional either. And I wasn't necessarily emotional. It wasn't until like I looked over and saw like my godson, which is her son, like crying at her walking down the aisle, and I'm like, Oh my god, this is like yeah. you know, <laughs> what's going on? But um I know on the casual tea we had like talked about, you know, uh your twin sister getting married and like you know what that means for like your life and how sometimes it's like almost holds like a mirror up to you like Mm -hmm. how do you uh how did any of those emotions come up like were you thinking like wow this could be me like we're 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 literally twins or was it more like giving you to be like i'm finding my own journey when i get there i get there um yeah you know it they did come up a little bit but i i noticed that most of it was self-inflicted like I was really nervous about the ceremony and the wedding and everything because I felt like people might come up to me and be like okay when when are you next I thought I was going to get a bunch of those questions from all sorts of family that doesn't get to talk to me on the regular but no one really said that to me um so I felt definitely when you know watching them um get married the watching all of the little festivities at the uh at the at the uh, reception I definitely did feel a little tinge of jealousy because I was like, damn, like, this is so beautiful. I want this. But it was it was like the blue jealousy, not like the the green jealousy. I was just yeah. like, this is so or envious, rather. I guess Right. I and I don't even like the term envious. I like the term like hopeful, you know, like to sometimes we have to like see it. And although it may not like be like you know a a man and a man or a woman a woman but sometimes like you know we just have to like see it and it doesn't necessarily mean like jealous or envious it means like Mm -hmm. hopeful that this is like I could one day find my own path and find my own love and you know oh yeah so like um my mom did something so so sweet um we it was the day before the wedding we were um I was hanging out with my parents and my little sister in their hotel room and my mom had gone to Target I guess to get some last minute things before the wedding child black moms love a target okay <laughs> they sure do um and she came back and she's like oh mom i got you a shirt and i was like oh that's so nice and then she pulled out a uh a mickey mouse pride shirt so he's got mickey mouse like pride shorts on and he's like doing like his little steamboat willy dance and everything and i was just like he she handed it to me in front of my mom or in front of my dad and everything and it was just like i was just like i was kind of taken aback a little bit but i was just like this is so sweet so it's like she is I think that she's also hopeful. I think that she is like letting me know every day when she can. I'm like I'm I'm rooting for you as well. Like I want to see you fall in love with someone too. So right. it did make me feel very very uh it did make me feel hopeful as well. She just she's just her only request is that I end up with someone. She wants me to end up with someone preferably melanated. She thinks it would just okay. be a lot easier for me. Um, but the other day she was like, you know, I'll, I'll take someone who's Latin too. Like you, if you find somebody <laughs> Latino, that's fine too. <laughs> Yes, I love it. And I love like for even like parents that are listening, like little things like that. You know, sometimes I feel like when like people come out to their parents um, and I, I I feel like they they feel like they've got to be the biggest cheerleader ever. And like, you know, like sometimes like we'll need all of that. But I, I think at times it's little gestures like that um, that really kind of like resignate and send the message home that like I support you I love you like I don't need a whole marching band I don't need you to like you know but it's like you know little things like that and I think that that really and especially like doing it in front of your dad and I think that that even is like signaling 
to be like, you know, like we accept you and like, you know, this is like, you know, baby steps. And like, so everyone's on their own path. So right. I love that. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was, it. it was really sweet. It was really sweet. So yeah, congrats to them. They're so, they're so cute and everything. They're in Hawaii right now. Just oh, living yes. it up. Yeah. They went straight after the wedding. Well, they were supposed to go straight after the wedding. They were supposed to like go like at 6 a.m. the next morning. But, um, my brother-in-law, oh my God, I have a brother now. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> my brother, um, he had to get, um, a negative COVID test before they left so they wouldn't have to quarantine for 14 days. So yeah, they're, uh, they're over there having a good, a good time. I'm yes. happy for them. Well, congratulations to the newlyweds. Congratulations to your new brother-in-law. And um, <laughs> yes, we back here on the casual tea. I feel like last week, of course, whenever we don't record, it was like a juicy week of topics. But nonetheless, we got some topics that we need to pour our opinions into. Yes. And I think first on the list is we going to put Mr. Jeff Bezos up on the casual tea. Um for a multitude of reasons. Now, one, he, the, the richest man in the world were, you know, over a billion dollars and out of several billion, shit, I believe. Several, several, several. Child, I'll never get there. So, you know, a billion is enough for me. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Point taken. <laughs> but, you know, what do you do when you have billions of dollars and nothing to do? Uh, you want to go play in space. And so, mm -hmm. you know, uh, he returned last Tuesday day from his 60 miles into a skyrocket built by his own private space company okay not uh i was about to say uh not uh nasa okay his own private space company um he took like his brothers and some other close <laughs> friends and um it was interesting like you know seeing like the footage of when he was like up there and just being like you know kids you know you, you let your imagination grow like you, you do anything you want like i did at times find seeing those videos um rather um inspiring i do think like yes that is true dream big but i mean the way the the systematic of this country i'm um, in this world are i do feel like like boy the child i could dream a lot but me having my own space company and building my own rocket like i don't know um but what was really more interesting was that when he landed uh last tuesday he had just like 11 minute speech and his speech kind of rubbed people the wrong way as it did for me um, and you know he said I wanted to thank every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer because you guys paid for all of this <laughs> mm -hmm. coming from the richest man in the world like I mean I, I don't know how I felt about that because I'm like so I, and especially to the employees like how did the employees pay for it like what like what do you like I don't know. I just felt like sometimes less is more. Okay. And I, I get what he was trying to do and say, but it really did just come off very like entitled. And it's like, you don't even understand, uh, regular people problems. Yeah. It's it. it I, yeah. I think he, he's been rich for so long that you just, you, you fall out of touch. You for, sort of forget where you come from. And, yeah, you can. He's trying to say, look, my, my employees are the ones that keep this ship running. Of course, all of the customers are the ones that keep my ship running. Like without all of you, Amazon would not be a thing. Um, but Amazon has become much bigger than Jeff Bezos now. Like he has to understand that when he is long gone, Amazon will probably still be here and be a mega 
a mega shopping center that just becomes a part of the human DNA. It's a worldwide global thing that has legs of its own that will outlast all of us. So I, I do think that thanking everyone that's keeping it going, it's sort of like, uh, is there no one else that you'd rather think that's kind of closer to home? You know what I mean? You want to think like, I don't know, your family, your mom, your wife. I don't know. Like the people that, you know, the, the ones that actually influence you and not necessarily the ones that are begging for work conditions to be better, begging for pay to be better, begging for better health insurance. Things like that for mental right. leave, all that kind of stuff. It does sort of like leave a bad taste in your mouth because you're out here able to pay for all of these gigantic space shuttles, which I love. Like my my friend, my roommate and I actually, and I want to know how you feel about it too. We were sort of getting into an argument about it because he felt like this is just a grand waste of money, just a complete waste <sighs> of money when there are so many things that are going on in the world that need fixing. And I make the argument that I agree with you that this there's a lot of money that needs to be spent on us as people and individuals and society. But I think that there's enough money for all of it. It's just that the people that we put in charge are the ones that are not willing to do it. Like Jeff Bezos Say what you want about him, but he still made all the money on his own. He's the one that made this company. He can do whatever the hell he wants with this money. And I am glad that citizens, private citizens, are able to pay their way into space because it just opens up the door for all of us to eventually do it. Right now, yeah, maybe in our lifetime, it's going to be a bit of a challenge for most of us even to get there. But, you know, 100 years from now, it'll be a thing and it'll all have to do with people like Jeff Bezos who... Just like, you know, I'm going to make my own money. I'm going to put my own uh, funds into, into space travel and I'm going to do it. And he did it. You know, this wasn't a NASA project. This was Jeff Bezos and whoever he put together. Right. And so I like I agree and I disagree. So I agree that I do feel like it was I just felt like it was like a boys club. Like I, I, I got all this money. I, I want to go to space. And like, you know, and I really do feel like this is the beginning of like space travel for the wealthy. And it's going to be like this new big enterprise. I do feel like as much money as you put into this space for you and, and your brother and friends to just be like, ah, we did it. Like, you know, we went, we're at Disney World, you know, <laughs> You could put that like all that money that went into uh, building this spaceship and space rocking on your own plant. Like you could have funded all of the public education schools in America. And so I just feel like, you know, and again, you write is your money. Do what you want to do with it. But I feel like you like, you know, you, you could have done something more with it. Now, I also feel like now this is just. You know, you, I don't believe in a lot of conspiracy theories, but I do feel like, you know, um, and one like my best friend, Dara, she always like goes on these like tangents. And I do feel like and she's just like, you know, like with The Walking Dead and like movies like that, like all these like zombie apocalyptic movies. And she's always like, where do you think they get the idea from this from? Like, you know, she's like, you know, this might be us in a couple of like hundred years. So like, you know, she always takes like heed to different stuff like that. And, you know, after having a, a world pandemic, uh, you know, and it really kind of like showing you how very thin the fragile of our society is it makes me think like maybe she is right now 
The conspiracy that I believe, uh, but it's just 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 me talking, is I don't believe that this trip was just like a hey, let's go into space. Like I really feel like they like the Earth ain't gonna be here for but so much longer. We need to explore other places, and I really feel like it's oh. him like going into space, being like, where, where 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 can I land this spaceship and like leave all the rest of these humans behind, and I just take my wealthy friends and we live up here like I like I, I I just really feel like that's not that far-fetched that's not a conspiracy theory at all that's the legitimate truth the fact of the matter is and a lot of people don't like talking about it because quite frankly it's something that we're not going to have to deal with in our lifetime but we're not taking a good care of this planet we're right not. And even so, even if we were, even if we were taking good care of the planet, nothing lasts forever. Like humans, humans eventually are going to have to achieve interstellar travel. And a lot of people just feel like this is just a whole bunch of science fiction mumbo and jumbo. Nah, y'all, like we're gonna, we're gonna, technology is only gonna continue to get better and better and better. We are going to leave this planet eventually and start colonizing other planets. We're pretty much trying to do that with Mars right now. That's what Elon Musk is trying to achieve right now. And it's because of the fact that this planet is not going to be here forever. Yes, it will be here for the very, very, very distant future. We're talking millions of years. The Earth will still be here. But if we don't start taking better care of it, the quality of life here is going to continue to decline. So, yeah, I... I believe that this is definitely a step, the, like one of the first steps right. towards us but, getting the hell out of here. Well, uh, not, no, well, not us, money. because yeah, let's just money. Yeah, let's just be clear, because the history of this planet and this country, if any of like it, it won't be us. Let's just be clear <laughs> on that. And so, like, that's really where my problem is. It's just that, like, you know, the wealthy and the excess, like, bitch, you literally have enough money to, like, leave this, like, planet and explore other planets. Like, well, while we still here on this earth are fighting for voter rights, are fighting to just be seen as human beings. Like, you know, it's just crazy to me. And then in other news, it was revealed that, like, you know, Philly rapper uh, Little Uzi Vert is currently in the process of gaining ownership of planet uh planet like WASP 127B like what like you know you got billionaires out here going into space and little Uzi Vert is out Who here really yes sell planets like so and, and mind you it's like being like he is like I, I don't even know but like in the latest uh latest in space uh Twitter tweeted that like this is like and I don't even know if I'm saying it mind you I want to say what's up 127B um a gas giant planet 1.4 times larger than Jupiter orbiting the yellow yellow dwarf star orbiting a yellow dwarf star like ours and little Uzi Vert revealed that he is currently like working on owning it how the hell do you own a planet how, how like, yeah who 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 already owns it for you to buy and who are you paying the money to like i'm just confused oh like i just was like what little Uzi Vert like uh, what Hello. It that that that's that's that sounds like some devil some devilish shit that I really don't want to be a part of. But I will say that I am still glad that all of this that that this that these conversations are happening. I think that for a while we, I mean, because space travel really is still such a young young field of study. I mean, we've been talking about the planets for as long as humans have been here. We've always been looking up at the sky and wondering what the hell's up there. And we've made so many discoveries and so many achievements. And we know so much about our solar system and the galaxy and all of that. Um, in the 
uh, in the thousands of years that we've been here, but actually leaving this planet. When did when did we go to the moon? 1969. Like that was uh, we went to the moon in 1969. That was a bop. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, that's like what? That's decades away from now. It's not even a hundred years since we've first left here. So it's very much a young, young field of study. And so I'm just glad that, um, now we are beginning to, to talk about it a lot more because I feel like back in the seventies and eighties, everyone was like, yeah, I want to go. Like that's why sci-fi was such a huge thing. And then in the past few decades, it sort of been, began to decline because NASA was like, I, I don't think that we really need to be spending a lot of time and energy and money on traveling you know i think that we should be spending just more time and energy on this planet which i understand but i also feel like we can walk and chew gum at the same time i'm sort of of two minds i think that we can we can both be happy that there are private citizens that are buying their way off the planet because eventually what's going to do is just going to trickle down and it's going to become such a normalized thing that yeah right now maybe it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars for someone like you and me to, to leave but 100 years from now that'll be significantly less so oh. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just happy that, that, that this is a thing. And I honestly, I really hope that before I die, I get to, I get a chance to do that. I really do. Cause it just, I've always been such a space nerd and I, I'm, I'm just incredibly envious. <laughs> I am. I, and I love that. And I also feel like, like you said, yes, two things can be true at the same time. And I, I do feel like as much money as we do spend in like, space travel like can we also spend it in like being realizing that uh that we need to take care of the world and that you know client uh global warming is real and that like the, the other day the ocean's on fire the other day like oh like you know like the like i've read a, a study that said like in a like less than 100 years there won't be no like fish in the sea and you look at like you know um and there was that documentary on um netflix i i I imagine i'm about to make the name up but it's something like sea world or something like i'm i'm the name is slipping my mind but it's definitely a documentary on like the pollution of the ocean and how like you know all of these like plastic bottles and like, you know, we're saying recycle, recycle. But in reality, like 90% of the pollution comes from the, the sea industry, uh, from us, like, you know, fishing and like, you know, uh, like more than half of the pollution in the ocean comes from netting and different things of that nature. So it's like, you know, we have to be more sustainable and be more responsible. And it's just like, also like a gimmick. A lot of these companies that, you know, sell seafood and like, you know, put the dolphin friendly stamp on it are the same companies that are polluting the ocean and that are catching these dolphins. It's like, it's really a money grab type of situation. And so I don't know how we got to hear from Jeff Bezos, but we really do need to take a, a better job of our planet and of our own carbon footprint. Like, you know, I think mm-hmm. that it all starts with us. Uh, but I mean, that's enough on that. And, and with us too. Oh, true. When I seen that ocean on fire, I said, what I was like, yeah, the- these are the end days. These are the end uh, times. Wow. <laughs> I'm just like, why what? is the water on fire? Why is the water on fire? <laughs> I was just like, yes, yeah, see, you know what? 
let me get my life right with Christ because <laughs> it's a lot going on. So in other news, the mega mogul that is Dr. Dre, okay, you know, from Compton, you know, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, um, you know, from Eminem, you know, from 50 Cent, um, him and his wife had been going through a very tumultuous divorce. They were together for 24 years. Um, during that time, his wife or ex-wife at this, Nicole alleged a physical, emotional abuse. Now, Dr. Dre has been no stranger to headlines in the past about physical abuse. I don't know if you remember the R&B singer Michelle, uh, who was his first um, mother's child. She also was on the show called R&B Divas, and she never really talked about her abuse, but on the show R&B Divas, she really opened up about her abuse to Dr. Dre, and it just was no secret in the 90s. Um, and so, you know, he was married to Nicole for 24 years, and like, their divorce has really been um, headline worthy in, you know, you know, my type of world. Cause like, this is the type of news that I like, you know, I, I'm somewhat interested. And it was just like, you know, Nicole was alleging that Dr. Dre was hiding funds in like, you know, other people's names, other assets, like, you know, all of this. And she was literally in spousal support asking for $2 million a month. Two million million dollars a month now mind you i'm just like well geez louise how much is dr dre (laughs) but this week a judge ordered dr dre to essentially pay his wife two hundred and ninety three thousand dollars a month in spousal support that's more than 3.5 million dollars a year Okay, the rapper will also cover the expenses for their Malibu home, their other home, uh, their two other homes. He'll pay for her health insurance um, if she remarries or enters into a new domestic partnership. The agreement will end. Baby, if I'm Nicole, I ain't never getting married again. I am never getting married. I will get dick down to the cows come home, but I'm not putting uh, a ring on it. <laughs> nope. Okay, you will. You the only song you will hear from my house is all the single ladies, all the single ladies, and I'll put your hands up, up in the club. Just okay. I will Listen. play like a fake wedding ceremony where I pretend to marry the new person that I meet. <laughs> like, Listen. Okay, and mind you, I like the I like the fact that it said if you enter in a new domestic partnership, okay, because Dr. Dre was like, I don't care if it's a man, a woman, a dog, an animal, anything, you in some type of domestic partnership, I'm not paying this, Um, and it's just like. And I, I, first of all, I just like, that's basically almost $300,000 a month. She got a good lawyer, man. She got a bomb ass lawyer because $300,000 a month. A month? For what, darling? I know that people always say, oh, well, it's because, you know, once you start marrying into wealth and you become wealthy, your living expenses are really high now because you start spending, people who have money spend more money. And so when you get divorced or whatever, it's kind of hard for you to readjust and go back to, you can't, you you still need the upkeep. It's like, I I get that, but even so, like, what kind of living expenses do you have for $300,000 a month? Mm. What Mm. are you doing? Listen, and I, I are you I, buying I, organs and like what are you doing? Are you harvesting human beings? Like I don't understand. 
and my thing is it's just like uh, like <laughs> Three hundred thousand dollars, and mind you. So back in two thousand and eighteen, oh Dr. God. Dre's estimated net worth was eight hundred million dollars. I did not know that he was out here like that. I mean, because he's like a, he has invested. He's been he produces. He like you know like he beats by Dre. Okay, that listen. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, I guess he's really been out here behind the scenes, investing and putting his money in a lot of things, and investing in other artists as well. So I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I'm just saying, three hundred thousand dollars a month, baby. I barely. I listen. I make it work off of. $26.37 a month. <laughs> right? I will make, I will stretch a dollar a long, okay. long way, okay? Listen, I Sometimes like. Sometimes I'll be like back in college, or not even back in college, like even after college, like when I first got graduated, look, ramen was. <laughs> Listen, um, I, I just reveal went too to much of my struggle. <laughs> no, I will reveal all of my struggle. I just went to the supermarket, okay? Listen, and then I got to the car, and I like, I got to the car, and I saw on like the the ground was like a flyer, you know, the the News Weekly, and two of the things that I child, I just I waited thirty minutes in the customer service line for them to adjust my bill, and yes, they put six dollars and seventy five cent back on my debit card. Okay, <laughs> I need all my coins. I, I, yeah, I just, um, for me, it was just like, you know, I never want to see anybody's divorce end, but just like $300,000 a month, Jesus. That's so much money. It's so much money. And she's not, you know, she's not spending all that every month. Right. No, she's not. And he's paying, and he's paying for the two homes. So it's like, you don't even have to pay the mortgage one. Like, I just like, who, listen, Dr. Dre, if you listening. I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll, call me. Please. You want a domestic partnership? Yeah, Dr. Dre, uh, Bill Gates. Look, my DMs are wide open. Listen, okay. Chad, I sent Bill Gates that hey, big head text once it (laughs) announced that him and his wife and all of that money. But, um, whew, I just feel like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, you know, if you're married to somebody and they wealthy and y'all divorced, like it is like you should probably have to maintain a, a lifestyle. But I just feel like, jeez, 300,000. Please. Child, let me like my cootie cat candle right now. <laughs> People really just be out here being rich. It's crazy. I mean, right. Like, and, and, but see, that also makes me sad because I feel like in that same breath, it's like people are really out here being rich and bitch, I'm really out here being poor. Okay. I know, like, the wealth, the, I mean, it's like what we were talking with, about with Jeff Bezos, like the wealth disparity in this country. It's crazy. In this world is, is really, it's really crazy. And you would hope that people that have the means would also provide the ends for those that don't have it. But that's just not how this world works. It's just not. Like, I just don't understand it. For me being like college educated, like, you know, what, like have a degree, like have a full-time job, have a part-time job. I just don't understand at the end of the month after I pay all my bills, like, why do I have pennies left? Like, I, like I'm just like, what, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Mm. Same. Like, I have like a whole, a whole degree. 
a whole degree. And granted, like I didn't go to school for the thing that I said I was like, I didn't follow through with the medical school thing. But even so, like that would have been so much more money to go back into school. And then you're still making you're still I think a lot of people forget, like when you're in when you're in residency, when you're training to become a doctor, yes, you're going to eventually start making lots of money. But when you're in residency, you're making like fifty thousand dollars a year. And you're a whole training doctor. And that's mm. after probably a quarter of a million dollars that people put themselves into debt for school. It's that's insane. Not to mention the, the, the insurance piece of it. It's just, yeah, it's cry cry. Okay. And listen, speaking of other wealthy people, uh, Kanye West, uh, this past Friday at the, mind you, I'm about to say this name wrong, but it's like the Mercedes, um, the Dome in Atlanta, the Mercedes, uh, what's the name of the, 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 I don't know. It's the Mercedes. Oh, I, let, you know, I don't know. <laughs> let me, let me just Google it right. Cause I had said it earlier, but it's like the Superdome in Atlanta, which is equivalent to like us, like the Wachovia Center. Uh, Kanye West had been for years at this point has been working on this Donda album, which is after his mother who passed away. And, you know, he's been working on this album for a really long time. We've seen Kanye West in the, the media with his highs his lows you know at one point in time it was cancel Kanye West and again which is why I when we talk about cancel culture on you know the casualty again the cancel culture in this country is just so like finicky because it's like they literally are canceling you just to love you again just to only cancel you again however we know Kanye West has had his like you know after his mom Donda died um, you know he really kind of sure have had his fair share of like mental health spouts and I don't think that he necessarily like takes care of himself in the best way I think that he makes amazing music however like this has been the long awaited you know album and like every big uh artist now you know it used to be back in the day promo like you know you would have to probably like you know uh shop your single for a month then drop the single and then you know give the timeline of like a month after the single drops to like you know the rollout for your album but in this day and age with streaming platforms and all of this stuff if you are a big enough artist you can just like you are the promo and I think we've seen it mostly by Beyonce when she did I believe it was Lemonade with the surprise album that you know we just all woke up to in the middle of the night and self-titled or that that was Beyonce and Mm -hmm. uh you know she and she just had an album and it was like number one and no one had ever seen that before and it really kind of sort of changed the landscape of music industry and labels and the point of even having a label like why do you need a label if you don't even need this type of rollout so anyway I digress and say that there have been um buzz about this album for a while and you know he Kanye West was seen with like Justin LeBoy and like you know Kevin Durant and then Justin LeBoy's uh had tweeted like I just heard that the Kanye West album is fire it's gonna drop this Friday um and then you know earlier in the week then the album cover showed up and then this is what I was confused about so he had planned this listening party in Atlanta at the Mercedes Metro now mind you I'm probably killing it but listen at this point on the podcast is the Mercedes Metro <laughs> um and it was on Friday so but my question was if this was a surprise how the hell did he sell it out? Like, I'm like, I'm sh- like that. But anyway, I digress. So it was a, 
star-studded event. You know, you had the Kardashians and present Kim and the kids and Chloe came, which I really, well, we can get into that because I really admire her in that situation to support him. Um, but anyway, like the fans are out here like showing love. You know, my one friend that was on the podcast, Justin Sullivan, he was out there in Atlanta and like it was just like people who just are saying nothing but great things about the album. So the biggest surprise was one of the last songs that Kanye West played. It had a Jay-Z feature on it. And if anyone Come knows... Come on, healing. Come on. Rekindling okay. old friendships. Come on. You know, they did the, that Kanye, Kanye looked up to Jay-Z. You know, he even wrote a song about Jay-Z in his earlier career. He was a producer. Then they did Watch the Throne. Um, then they had this huge falling out because, you know, Kanye was mentioning Beyonce and his kids and like, you know, Jay-Z ain't play that. So they've nope, had this nope. strange relationship. And, you know, all of a sudden people are saying then Hove had a verse on the album and they're saying that like the event that day, like was at like eight o'clock. They're saying that Literally, Jay-Z sent in his verse for that, like, song at 4 p.m. Wow. So, and so then Justin LaBoyce uh, also tweeted today that we're recording that uh, the album's going to come out, like, August 6th or 8th. Kanye wants to make sure that he has enough time to uh, give us the fans the uh, quality produced album that we want because I might just supposed to come out last Friday um, I, I just I say all that to say that I am excited to hear the new Kanye West music I do feel like Kanye does make great music at times I don't love all of his albums but there is something special about this project the fact that Jay-Z's on it um, and I'm just like you so know nothing I, leaked from this party so I mean I, 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 I guess you could kind of sort of no I, I haven't seen any leaks no I have heard like they have played the Jay-Z lyrics a little bit of it but no like nothing really really leaked I think people really want to hear the production of the album so yeah I just again I'm excited for Kanye I hope that this is like the return of like the college dropout Kanye that we have fell in love with I'm just excited for him to like you know kind of sort of get his flowers he is problematic at times um but also I feel like at times he's really good um and I kudos to Kim and Amidst of their divorce and amidst of whatever, she still was up in Atlanta at the Mercedes Metro Dome uh, <laughs> with the kids showing love. And that, I don't yeah. know. A lot of people say a lot of things about Kim and, you know, how she got her career and all of this stuff. But the more and more I learn about Kim and the more and more I see of her, I really like just respect her in a lot of ways that I never really thought that I would respect her because child let it have been me my kids or nobody would have been you you know because that like he is on some of the songs like comparing being married to the kardashians as in being in prison i and mean like, we can tell buddy <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's got to be a big woman of you to like he allow him to have that criticism or whatever and it's still she know it's because she know like look like <laughs> they 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 are an empire right like a lot of people are always con like, comparing the, the, the kardashians like the closest that americans will ever have to some sort of like 
royal family monarchy some shit like that um and so i i would not be surprised if there are so many stipulations upon becoming involved with these people i'm sure that there are many ndas i'm sure there there are there's lots of stuff even as a celebrity joining the family like somebody that's arguably more famous than kim kardashian and kanye west i'm sure there's a lot that he had to deal with with being married to just someone who was literally famous for being famous and is trying with everything that they can to protect that fame and that wealth because they literally have nothing else and so it, it i i i'm not surprised at all that 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 he thought the way in the marriage and I wouldn't, and I'm not, I, I really, I don't like to, you know, play psychologist or whatever, but I just wouldn't be surprised if that exacerbated some of the mental issues that he was already dealing with and having, you know, just on top of it. So I mean, look, look, I've never really I been mean, yeah. much of a Kanye West fan. Um, and not even because of his shenanigans. I just never really was, I just never really listened to any of his albums to really become much of a fan. But all of the fanfare that's surrounding this particular album, and I am interested to see what he has to say about his new position in life now. So I definitely will be listening to this, and I'm I am excited. The one thing that I saw that was crazy is that the uh, the, um, the menu at this party. Yeah, was- yes, listen, okay. I was like <laughs> keeping on the Jeff Bezos. Okay, and Dr. Dre, okay, and Nicole oh Spousal God. Support, you got to be up in that eliteness to get some of the, the food menu, okay? Listen, they said sweet and salty kettle corn, $35. $35? Listen, assorted snack basket, a basket of gluten-free chips, bars, and jerky, $65. <laughs> Crispy chicken tenders, $50. Oh, all are beef- you getting? Oh my God. How crispy are okay. they? All beef kosher franks, $40. Okay. Cookies oh. and brownie, $40. Please see your sweet attendant to order. Okay. Food orders conclude at 8.30 p.m. Beverage orders. With, we didn't even get to the beverages. Okay. But the beverage orders must be complete at 9.30. Chow, if you listen, you cannot be in a domestic partnership. Okay. You have to be a Nicole and receiving that $300,000 a month to be able to re- to afford a chicken tender and a snack basket at the Donda listening party. You better sneak some in. You better bring a little something okay. under your coat, man. And mind you, like, you got, listen, you better swallow, like my mom would say back in the day, swallow your spit and shut up. Okay? But also, there's like so, okay, not eat some sleep. <laughs> There's also this guy, um, and I don't even know his name. I think it's like Thoron Dury, who's making his media rounds that he is like on TikTok, just snuck into the Kanye West uh, album release party as a photographer. Now, listen, this this story screams privilege all over it. Uh, he's a white male, I'm assuming in Atlanta, and he like uh, went to the event, saw somebody with a photo of their press, uh, like, you know, the press pass, took a photo of it, was blurry, so he then went online, got a photo of, like, the album cover, printed it out, laminated it, showed up to the Mercedes Dome, okay, um, and literally had full, he had better seats than Kim Kardashian. Wow. And so I like started, yes, I started seeing like his like Instagram and like, you know, it looks like he's done this before at like the, the 
I'm not about to say what's his name. Uh, this is uh the Jake Paul fight. Like, but I just am like, child, let that been a black man, okay? Mm-hmm. Like he would have not. Like, and again, like, and if you watch this video, he's like, you know, the 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 trick is it's like to walk fast, to like flash the past, and it's just like you know they just like you know they see a white man with a, a photographer camera and a, a flashing them past, and they let, just let him go, and it's just like that's kind of crazy. It also just speaks to like the uh, the security level, like you know, child, like uh, the, these places at these like events when you like go through security and stuff like that. Sometimes they really do just be a joke, and I think that he is literally making a mockery yeah, of just it. Capitalizing um, on that, yeah. And I had saw like Julia Carter uh, from Survivor. She had posted uh, something like on the comment of the actual post and she has something said she has said something so profound she was just like this is privilege at its best and they're like watch he get uh get paid off of this from his photos and more opportunity and i'm like you're absolutely right because like he took these photos and he's like posting these photos and like watch from this story like people would then want to hire him to be like, you know, it is just crazy when you actually think about it. Like you're actually like, I don't know if that's like, there has to be some sort of like felony, like to portray as to be a journalist and like sneak in like that, like, that, like you're incriminating yourself. Self-incrimination. Right. Okay. Right. You, you know, at the Mercedes dome. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Just fan up so, Yes. But <laughs> but yeah, so that was crazy. That was also at the, the Kanye Donda uh listening party. I um I'm excited for the album. I woke up the next day, Friday, like, where the album? They they said the album was coming on Friday. Where the album? Yeah, but I thought I thought it was already out. Shit, I just want somebody to bring me back one of them forty dollar chicken tenders. Like they must be good if they're forty dollars. I, I don't that's, know. I'm just stuck on it. <laughs> I, it's the snack pack for me, the gluten free snack pack. Okay, snack pack with some gluten free chips. Are you kidding me? Child for sixty five dollars. I mean, you better. Stop I know COVID then effed up a lot of industries, but not like that. I'm I not paying forty dollars for chicken. Listen, um, so and then on a more serious note, um, there was an incident that took place at the I'm not sure. Was it the let me pull it up, pull it up. Um, so does it say what mall it was? Um, okay, oh, so this oh, yes. gracious. Police in Essex County were called to the mall at Shorts Hill um, after an incident that has gone viral um, in, in what people have called another Karen incident. Um, and so I watched all of the videos and there was a, a black lady in Victoria's Secret. She was shopping to get her like I guess I don't shop at Victoria's Secret so I don't know uh, but I guess like you know if you're a part of their mail club like I guess once a month they send like the coupon where you get your free panty so she was in the Victoria's Secret getting um, her a free panty and we don't know what happened or led up to this incident but from the point in which we are viewers in by this viral moment, if you haven't seen it already, like look it up, like look up Karen in New Jersey mall or Essex County or mall at short Hills. And there is a black lady recording. I believe she's Muslim. I don't know whether or not she was like wearing garbs or not, but I do know that she is Muslim. And at the point of which she started recording her camera, um, there is a white lady that is like, seems to like strike her. 
or goes to strike her like that's very evident in the camera and what happened next is something that was just like okay for me you know I'm from Philly one if somebody like hits me bop you're getting hit back like we about to fight um <laughs> but what I thought was interesting in this whole like like privilege conversation is that this white woman um realized in that moment like you can literally see it on her face when she went to go hit her um that like oh my god I, I probably shouldn't have done that and then once she realized that the woman was recording baby this woman really kind of sort of turned it on and I for me it was really disturbing because I really felt like um, and hear me out of what I'm saying is that like I really felt like this white woman weaponized her tears and we just have to be and so many times that we've seen this over like like hundreds of years in this country, even more recently um, where, you know, and even where the term Karen has came from is that like, you know, when these people weaponize their tears. And so here we have this at this Victoria's secret where this lady, I would, we don't know the altar. We do not know what led to the altercation. What we do know is what we see is that the, 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 Caucasian woman swung at the black woman the Caucasian woman realized that she was being recorded and immediately started to play the victim immediately started to cry immediately like tried to turn the situation around and to the the woman that was recording the camera like she's literally recording the whole thing and like saying to like herself like I can't believe this like you like you attacked me and you are trying to play the victim and it's to the to the to the point where she's like she's recording me tell her to stop recording me convulsing on the floor convulsing on the floor to the point where she pretends to faint oh dear and when i mean pretends to faint like pretends to faint puts her pocketbook by her head like and for me what is the most disgusting thing of this video is one no one seems to like no one seems to have any empathy for this black woman that's recording this and during the video alter and mind you because the video going for about five minutes so during the video in which the woman is like ah, tell her to leave me alone like you know provoking these tears as if she's been attacked there were two other uh white women that kind of like interjected themselves and the way that they interjected themselves just lets you know that this woman that was pretending to cry, how like this is what she wanted. So one of the women like says to the black lady, uh, can, can you back up? Can you leave her alone? And the, the, the black woman is like, are you kidding me? Like, why don't you say something to her? 
like I'm not but like it just was the craziness of it was that like you know they saw this altercation they see this white woman crying and automatically they are placing the blame on the black woman and like when we talk about like bias and unfiltered bias and things of like like in that very moment like just right there in that interaction of like and when the other lady started speaking to the black lady the woman that was crying she, she sobbed up her tears real quick and started pointing at the black lady as if like the black lady had done something to her and so even more this video goes on because like you know this this woman is like recording this and there's so many people in the comments like why is she recording why like you know listen she recording because this incident happened to her at one point in time the woman that was crying runs after her and tries to attack her again Mm -hmm. tries to get her phone yep Okay, then the mall, the mall security comes. the The police, the Essex oh, I didn't County police. Oh, shall gets better. The Essex County police come, and the black woman is saying, "I would like this woman escorted out of the mall. She tried to attack me." One of the police officers just looks at the 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 lady that's recording and rolls his eyes. The other police officer says, oh, we can't remove her from the mall. Like, this isn't our jurisdiction. We're just responding to a complaint. Excuse me? And then the woman was like, she just assaulted me. Now, we all know if the black woman assaulted somebody, child, they would be removing her out the mall. And I'm not sure if you guys remember maybe a couple of months ago, maybe like four or five months ago, there was a black man in a mall eating at the food court and the police came up and arrested him in front of his child because there was a report of somebody like using fake checks in the mall and he fit the description and they they not only escorted, arrested him only to find out that it wasn't him and they issued an apology but mm-hmm. oh but you could remove him from the mall then but like this woman has assaulted a lady the store manager of Victoria's Secret even said it and they did nothing so then days later okay the saga continues this woman um, she goes to the Essex County Police Department to file a report against the police officers for not protecting her and she kind of records this interaction and if you could see the smugness in this police officer that like you know he's like what do you want to do and she's like I was attacked the police officers did nothing I repeatedly asked them to do something and they did nothing and the the, the, the police officer that's there goes well why didn't you leave <laughs> and, excuse me why didn't I so it's just this whole child and of course it's happened in New Jersey but I I say this to say that like stories like this have been happening for years um and you know it's just have you ever heard of the Emmett Till like story of this 14 year old black Mm. young male uh who was accused of like looking or gesturing at this white woman and he was hung to death okay Mm -hmm. then they tried to put the people that hung him on trial and they were acquitted more than hung to death they yes like they beat him they they, they, like you know all of this stuff and only 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 
a couple of years ago, I think in 2017 or not, in 2007, the woman came forward and said that she lied and said mm-hmm. that he never, like, you know, and again, when which I get so, already. And, which we already knew, but it's like, you know, these the weaponizing your, like, it, it's just like, you know, when we say that there's privilege in this country and we say that there's different things, it's like sometimes, like, these type of situations really upset me in the sense that, like, you're literally weaponizing your tears and, like, you know, you, it's just it's really frustrating and then time and time again we see these type of videos and like it's the same reaction every time it's like you know they automatically assume the black person is at fault they automatically assume and especially in this day and age it's it can be considered almost a death sentence because if there is a white and black person altercation and the the police are involved nine times out of ten if anything happens it's this black man could be shot dead like you know what I'm saying like it's like it's so serious we even talked about it when um the the jazz musician I talked about this before on the podcast uh where he was in Soho Soho Karen the lady lost left her phone in the Uber she saw the young black teen walking in the lobby with an iPhone and automatically accused that it was his that was hers tapped the young boy and only to have like the at the time and in the moment only to have the staff at the hotel support this lady not support this teenager or this black man who's saying I'm his father this is not like you know it's just time and time again and so like this Karen situation in New Jersey is just like whoa I'm gonna just shut up because it yeah it i mean the whole video is very uncomfortable to watch um i i don't know why people are like well why don't you just leave why don't you just leave if she's bothering you then leave what why does she have to leave why like why if she's and not why? the one that's causing the issue here if if she was attacked or assaulted the other person but, should be should leave it's as simple right. as that and why and don't you have you that same make- energy towards that lady towards like yeah. you know what i mean like why why do why is the like that uh, let me just shut up maybe you can make the argument okay it clearly after after a while it really felt as though she was not going to be um it, it she, she, the the white lady was clearly uh, uh clearly in a distressed <laughs> mood self, but self fact, induced yeah the self, the fact the fact still remains that she was the one that initiated this allegedly um and so she's the one that's at fault here and if somebody wants to film just to 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 safeguard themselves from any other dissenting narrative, then they're well within the rights to do that. Because far too many times, as you said before, we we've seen it it be very bad for mm-hmm. for black people and people of color. So it's just it, it, it's yeah. just disheartening. And, but what are you going to do? It's just like yeah, and I, I just say this story to say that like you know at times we need to check our own bias, and at times we need to actually like speak up for what's right. And, you know, again, it's like it's just just to to see the video and just to see. And again, the I just say, like, if anyone ever goes to see the video, like if the moment that we are recording and we see that woman like she swung and then like, you know, she like it's the moment she realized she was being recorded. She knew what mm-hmm. the outcome would be. Like that be. white lady in um in Central Park who like the, called the police and tried to say that like he was attacking her when she, all he all he did was ask her to put her dog on a leash. The, 
the one that was choking the dog of a thing and then she only got off yeah exactly and it's like you know y'all you it's just uh, it's just crazy and it's just again just crazy in the sense of like like she, in the midst of people like of black people um, right you know fighting for equality when it comes to policing so like you already know that tensions are high between the black community and the police officers in this country you already know what's going on and you know the risks that are at hand because it's and you, you're, for you and, not to and, and that's why you're that. doing it like that's why you're like you it's 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 it's, it's almost it's it's a I don't even know what the word is. Maybe help me come up with this word. But it, it, it's almost like a threat. It's like, you know, like I I know if they come, I know whose side they gonna be. Like, you know what I mean? It's like it's it's just very much and again, it's just like, you know, video recording has saved so many countless black people and have like really like shown stories that would never be seen. Yeah. Just like that child, that guy in New Jersey again, yeah. uh, who was harassed asking these neighbors okay and you know calling them inward saying this talk about you don't know where i'm from you do the this my address pull up and baby did we pull up okay and your ass got arrested okay Mm -hmm. you got taken to jail okay like it's just like (sighs) frustrating and i just i Sometimes we got to check our bias at the door. Sometimes we have to say to ourselves, am I being biased? Am I being like, you know, and that's okay to say to yourself, but it's like you like, it's just, oh, it's just sickening. And for me, it's just the fact that like, you know what you're doing. You knew the fact that she was recording. You didn't want to be the next person to lose your job. And then not to mention black Twitter already got a hold of your job. You was a teacher child. They was calling the school district asking to have her removed from her position. Would you want somebody like this teaching at school your children like she already knew what the outcome could possibly be which is why she then started to be the victim and it's like i don't i don't like that and then it's like i i i don't like that at all but so when i put that on the menu because that was like last week but i wanted to make sure that we kind of talked about it because i just feel like the 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 ramifications of that are so much bigger than what i think really people think of and, and like and you know i'm i'm not like you know just drawing the comparison to Emmett Till like that is legitimately what happened to Emmett Till and like and so I, I again I just say that to say that like this is so serious and it's a huge problem and in fact so much of a problem that in some states they are like drafting a Karen bill that like it can be considered to be a a felony if you act in such a way in which that you know you're doing and I'll get you more information on all of that which but, uh, it already is in a lot it, of states uh, like calling the police for no reason already gets your ass arrested so it's just like a crying shame that we have to have an extra law in some states to be like yeah cr- calling the police for some bullshit is um is an arrestable offense but also calling police on black people for, for some bullshit is, uh, mm. is also an arrestable offense so it's just like uh, it just feels like we're like just playing catch up with people. Like, uh, listen, we take a step forward. It's like, you know, but this is why we got the casual tea. We got to talk about it. We got to unpack it. We got to like, you know, people need to understand. And so that's why I, I again, I always say I love the space that we create to talk about things like this, to talk about tough issues, to talk about like, you know, somebody, somebody right now might be listening and being like, oh my God, did I like, you know, and listen, it's, we all grow. We all learn. But you got to educate yourself. You got to understand. You And sometimes you have to check your bias. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to check it. 
And you, you got, you have to sometimes like say to yourself, even if it's in your head, even if it's like, but you know, like y- you gotta check it. We all do. We all have like a, like bias of a, like, you know, like, but we gotta check it and we gotta, we have to see people for who they are, how they treat us, what they, like, you know what I mean? Like we have to see the person for the person, not for, not for what we think somebody could be, not for what, like, no, like, you know, we, we, you got, we have to check it. I agree. Um, but moving on, because yes, come on. I put this on the menu for you, little Nas X in <laughs> industry. But that's the name of the song, right? Industry. Industry baby. Oh, uh, industry baby. Okay. So I knew you was gonna get me together. <laughs> um so uh he released his new single. Now, first of all, let me ask you a couple of questions because mind you, I did go in there. Does he have an album out or he has just been releasing these singles? It is coming. It is coming very soon. Okay, um, Kanye West. Been, yeah, exactly. He's just been releasing uh uh singles so far, but the album is coming. Okay. Um I must say that I think that I'm still the biggest fan of yes. Call Me By Your Name. More so than the last two singles, they're still great and they're still fun. Look, Lil Nas X is having the time of his life, and it is such a joy to watch. Um, I, anybody that knows me, knows that I am a big, big lover of pop music, and I, more specifically, um, have been very, very thirsty for <laughs> a male pop star because we really don't have a lot of them. I mean, we've had Justin Bieber for the past ten years, but. Even he doesn't really bring it like I thought that maybe a male pop star should in the same way that the ladies be bringing it because the girls are out here killing the game as they always have been and they always will. Um, So it's just it's really refreshing to see a young black gay man just take on the pop world by storm and have everybody talking so much shit. I love that he has such a bright spirit that he is able to take all of the trolling from all these people that have all these sorts of opinions about him. He just spends all day trolling them back on Twitter. Like every other tweet on my timeline is him explaining to somebody why they got him effed up and why he's not going to stand for it. And that they need to get with the program because look, I'm gay and it is what it is. Like somebody had this tweet about, oh my goodness, look, it's an agenda. They're trying to emasculate the black man. Look, they have all the black men in there uh, dating each other or whatever. And then there's the one white guy that's in it has a girl next to him. And he's like, okay, let me let me explain something to you. Okay. Lil Nas X, me is gay. Okay. So he's going to be with the boy. Okay. Jack Harlow. Okay. He's straight. So he's okay. going to be with a girl. Period, Pooh. End of story. <laughs> like, And I, again, first of all, shout out to Jack Harlow uh, for being a huge rapper um, in the game right now. And to, you know, to work with Little Nas X. Little Nas X has worked with Nas. He's worked with big people. But again, again, I I, I love the allyship. Um, I love the... I love the fact that in this video treatment, he played upon his Nike lawsuit and how everybody, you know, he came out with the devil's blood and everybody's like, oh, see, it's the whole gay agenda. They serving the devil. And, you know, the shoes sold out in less than like 10 minutes. Then Nike filed an injunction and he had court this week. And so... Everyone was a legend. He's doing a lot of the same things that I felt like Lady Gaga was very good at doing at the beginning right. of her career is taking all of the controversy that surrounds her and injecting it back into the art. Um, it's, 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 it's tale as old as time when it comes to pop stars. That's exactly what you should be doing. You should be capitalizing on every little bit of press and publicity that you get and put it right back into your art. And so it's just, it's, he's, he, and the fact that he wrote 
the treatment for the, the for the yes. and everything. He is just having such a good time, and I just I, I love it. I, I can't live, yeah, I can't get enough of it. Live in your truth, and the fact that it's like literally like people are saying, "Oh, you going to jail?" And so he literally wrote the treatment of like his Nike court of him going to jail. And I, you know, sometimes you know I would be critical of Little Nas X um, and say like, "Oh, it's too much this and that." Like you know, I didn't really necessarily like the BET kiss um, in the sense that we talked about it, how it just like it just seemed out of place. Not not him kissing a male, but just like whatever. However, I loved everything about the treatment of like the, the gay scene in the showers with him, like naked dancing with the men. And like I loved everything about it. And it was so funny because um, uh, Jack Harlow even wrote, he took the Twitter and said, Nas wrote the whole treatment for the video and I follow his lead every step of the way. If he asked me to be a part of the shower scene, I would have been in it. I just let the mastermind cook. Okay. Child, and you know, mm-hmm. soon as little Nas X saw that, he then retweeted and said, wait, I didn't know. Let's <laughs> reshoot again. Jack, please, please. I, I, I love that type of banter. And I love the fact that Jack Carlo is somebody that like gets it under, like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I, I just love seeing little Nas X living this truth. And I also want to pivot for 2.3 seconds because I'm not sure if I talked about this with you on casualty or I just brought up on the podcast, but you know, the rolling loud uh, festival is currently this week in Miami and all of the am I saying like is it rolling loud or loud yeah, it's rolling loud Roll, yeah. yeah okay rolling loud um, huge uh, festival and uh, it happens to be in Miami this year and you know child they said what pandemic because the, the people just out there but anyway a lot of huge performers are out there uh, the city girls I even think Jack Harlow was out there uh, the baby all of those people and I had really brought up that I felt it was rather disrespectful that rolling loud had not included Santana on the set list. And they were like, I mean, mind you, it's like over like 80 people. And some of the people don't even have like they some of the people just have like one hit that's charted. Um, and here we are, Santana, this openly gay black man living in his truth, living how he wants to live, wearing makeup, nails, got a big old booty, skinny waist, like living how he want to live. And like, you know, do you. Um, and I just I really felt it like some type of way that he was not on the Rolling Loud set list. Um, it's in Miami. He's from Miami. Um, like he should be on there. However, like I said, I had a sneaking suspicion due to the fact that the city girls were on the set that maybe they would show him love and show him love is what exactly they did last night. The city girls were on their set and in the middle of the city girl set. And I don't know why I'm getting like chills as I'm talking about it, because it really does mean a lot for me in the sense that like, you know, even though Rolling Loud did not like put him on the whatever his friends that are still in the industry show him love and literally to see like Santana like walk out there and there's a moment where like JT you know the city girls are young Miami and JT and there's a moment where um JT hands Santana her microphone and literally like pushes him out into like to like like this is your time, like walk into it. And like, you know, let me see your walk, walk, walk. And you know, yes. that, and to see him walk out there and to see that crowd, like not only knowing the words, but like, screw, like, I don't know why for me, I like, I almost get emotional at seeing that because it's like, 
Never before would I ever think in my life that when I see like a gay rapper like like that I connect with that I like their music that I want to see them win to like have a moment like that and I don't know again I, like if Little Nas X wins if Saucy Santana wins I win if I win you win. like you know what I mean like for me it was just really inspirational and I just I so lived to see uh, Santana have that moment um, and which was well deserved however it, it should have been his own set but shout Shout out to his girls, the city girls, uh, you know, showing him love. And it was so funny. I posted that and a Wendell comment was like, look at your boy. And so for me, I was like, which I have wrote this whole like paragraph back to him. And I was saying like, in this moment, you are JT uh, with the mic. And I am Saucy Santana walking out and you handing me the mic and pushing me to say like, go be the best you that you could be. Um, but child, you know, I can make anything emotional. So um, it was uh, such a, I don't know. I just, I love the fact that there are just different flavors in the music and that their music that like us as gay men can like, not only like, like, but the fact that I like it because it's someone like me. So you actually get it. So I know I've just been going on and on and on, but that moment was just like really special. It is special. I mean, and it it is an emotional moment because I mean, and it's kind of effed up that we even have to think that way, you know, like that it's like, I would never have thought in 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 my life that I would have seen a Lil Nas X or a Saucy Santana get there too. Like I just never. I always. It's, it sucks that as gay men, sometimes we feel like we are constantly going to have to live in the shadows, right? And find our own little special communities and in pockets where we can feel safe, instead of just being like everybody else and just being able to walk out the door in the morning and just be gay. Like right. you know what I mean. So it's it's it, it really is really great and it just my heart just feels so warm for all of the queer kids that have yet to be born that are going to grow up in a world that we fought for that is so much more accepting and they don't have to live such hidden lives because it's not it's just not healthy it's not and it causes so many problems Mm -hmm. for queer people in their lives like i mean there's i mean the world is already hard enough as it is like i really don't need to be kicked around because I like to for for who I prefer in bed like I just that's the last thing that I feel like should be like (laughs) something that I need to be worrying about by other people so it's just I yeah I agree with everything that you just said so yeah I'm just I'm here for it and I've literally watched the clip a thousand times and it's just like I don't know just something about seeing saucy big old butt like you know (laughs) in his tight shorts like with his little satchel bag like like just being himself and just like I don't know I just uh I, I really I it really gave me chills and it's like it's not like I know Santana it's not like but there there's something that like resonates with him and I remember at one point in time in my life like I wanted to be like the first gay rapper to ever you know make it and you know child the way my bars were set up you know <laughs> it just didn't work out that way but you know it just I don't know just reminded me that of like you know like that was that was a, a, a dream or a goal of mine um, and just to know that still in my tender youth um, that I get to see someone who um, is authentic in how they choose to present themselves to the world I think is awesome. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, keeping it moving, you know, we got to get back to the, the roots of the casual tea. And, you know, the roots of the casual tea was Big Brother. And we're on the street, okay, from the way the people is tweeting me saying, baby, a manga, a lot to break down to you on this craziness. And I know it's a lot. Uh, but, you know, if Ooh. you can spare some time to, you know, give us the PPP edition of the Big's Brothers. All right. So I'm going to try and, and, and get through this um, as succinct and as quickly as possible because it is a lot. So we already knew that um, CBS had followed suit with Global TV up in Canada to um, have a different directive for their casting initiative. They wanted to have 50 percent people of color are part of the cast. They have since done that. This cast has like six black people on it, um, two of which are um, one is uh, half Mexican, the other or half. Um, I should say uh, Mexican is not a race. Um, he is he's he's Latino and he is and he is black. Um, also, there is uh, a uh, half Indian girl and half black girl so right off the bat more black people in that house than we have ever seen before um we also have an east asian male a chinese guy on the show who is just absolutely i just oh my god Ooh, anyway let me not be thirsty anyway they did the job um with the casting so we also had um someone appear on the cast who a lot of us knew before um, going into the season, um, Big Brother Twitter is a vast community. Um, we are a loud and rowdy bunch, as many of you being a part of the community will know. Um, Frenchie, Farmer Frenchie, he is someone that I knew and had conversations and interacted with on Twitter for the past few years. Um, he was on the cast and he ended up winning the very first HOH um, and he went around the house in week one talking about how he's a big fan of the show and he hates that people of color and women are always some of the first people to get nominated and the first to go out. And so he made a vow that he was not going to do that as the HOH he was going to change the game. He even said like there's plenty of uh, documentation on Twitter where he's talking about like if I ever end up on the show, I'm getting rid of the meatheads I'm getting rid of the meatheads I'm getting rid of the guys and like we're not going to do these play these games anymore. Why my heart starting about to beat fast real quick? But go so, ahead. <laughs> so, um, what does he do after saying that he wasn't going to do that? He nominates the uh, the two Latin people in the house, oh. the Latina girl and the half black <laughs> man. And his reasoning was because he was in an alliance with um, Kyland, 
the, the, the black guy and he wanted Kylan to be a number for him in the competition and he had nominated Alyssa because Alyssa was tied uh, to Christian one of the meatheads who won safety that week and so he didn't want to get him out he, could, he wanted if he couldn't get Christian out he was going to get his showmans out and they're not even a showmans it was just that they were spending time together because this season they're playing in teams of four so they're not they weren't even together at that point so that's what he does. Of course, Big Brother Twitter is just all up in arms. There, were, there was already some controversy surrounding Frenchie going into the season because many people um, were saying that he was allegedly sending some inappropriate DMs to women, being rather pushy um, and making women uncomfortable. So it was a very polarized opinion about uh, Frenchie as it was. But this was something that was able to unite pretty much everybody and everybody was just <laughs> ready to see him go after doing all of that. Because it's one thing to, you know, say, you know, like, yeah, I hate that there's so much, you know, there's, they, we see we see these patterns every year in Big Brother. It's another thing to then promise like half the house that they're going to be saved on the grounds of their gender and their race and then going exactly against that and then trying to blame it on some some weird reason about, oh, I just wanted to nominate you because I wanted you to, to be able to, to play. Like, what, girl? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> so, um... It was, it's a crazy week of back and forth. He's like spiraling out of control, trying to get other targets out. Then he tries to go after the, the Chinese guy. And it's just like, what the hell are you doing, sir? All in all, after a bunch of shenanigans, um, the, uh, Derek X, the, uh, the, uh, the East Asian male, he actually ends up winning the veto. So he cannot be a replacement. Um, he uses the veto on Kylan, who he has a good relationship with. And then the very goal as to what Frenchie said he was going to do in the first place in getting rid of one of the meatheads does end up getting accomplished because he replaces Kylan with Travis. Um, and then Travis ends up getting voted out 11 to 1. Now, peppered so, in there before, okay. sorry, 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 sorry. No, peppered no, in there. We also have this very strange, well, I won't say it's strange, but this unexpected relationship between Derek F. This is the, okay. uh, the black gay male that's been cast on the show. That's from Philly. Okay. Shout out to us. Okay. Um, he and Frenchie developed a very close bond. Um, and he did not want to see Frenchie go out even after all of these shenanigans. So there's a lot of black big brother fans that are like, what are you doing? Like he clearly doesn't have the regard for us the way that he said that he was going to. And you look dumb as hell, pretty much <laughs> riding for the gentleman and even going so far as to say that like Frenchie like gives him man, like all oh. the other guys in the house were reading boy to him, but Frenchie gives him man. And he's so attracted to Frenchie and he wants to oh. date him. And I'm just, Oh no. Oh, Derek. And there are so many uh, Philly people that end up in these comments, in these threads. And they're like, Oh no, he needs to come home so we can be his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I really do hope that I get to meet him when he comes home, because I really do want to have a conversation and be like, just, I just want to know, just, just, just explain to me your thought process. But anyway, let me just fast forward again. We go into week two. Kyland ends up winning HOH. He was one of the people that Frenchie put up on the block. The house is pretty much done with Frenchie's antics at this point. It's like team gets Frenchie up out of here. The, the week goes by very smoothly. Okay. Derek X wins another veto in a row. Shout out to him. He's so fine. Um, he does not use it. Um, and Frenchie ends up getting voted out. Um, I think it was... 11 to 2 because Derek F of course voted out against 
he, cho- he voted to keep Frenchie as opposed to voting to get rid of him. And so now we're entering week three um, with Xavier, another black gentleman in the house, winning HOH. Yes. So that's black to black HOH, oh, baby. Not black to black. <laughs> Which we have never, ever seen before. And so this season has been giving so much. It's been such a pleasure to watch these people. I pretty much like almost everybody on the cast. Um, it's been it, it's been a tumultuous ass first week. Second week was a little bit more muted but it was still some good tv and now we're going into the third week where things are still heating up so it's it's big brother 23 is definitely everything that we had hoped that it would be oh child this sounds like a lot okay come on it's black the black I, i'm i'm here for that okay so frenchie is still in the house though no he got evicted okay. um okay on, on thursday he, he okay he's out of here so Frenchie is gone. Okay. But yes. Derek F is still in the house. Derek F is still there. All yes, the black people ha- are still there. Okay. Oh my God. That's, this has to be a first with two people going. Um, it's a first. And- it is a first. Oh, now, okay. now one thing that we are getting to see, there is a beginning, there is a black alliance, um, that does, um, that consists of Xavier, Aza, Tiffany, Derek F, Kyland, and Hannah's like an unofficial member. Um, but she's still pretty much in it. It's called the cookout. Yes. Oh, yes to the culture. Now we do. We are seeing a little bit of dissension this week because, um, as I said, Xavier won HOH on Thursday. Nominations were yesterday. He went ahead and put up Brent and Brittany. Brittany was the girl that was on the block next to Frenchie last week when Frenchie went home. Aza and Derek F are both in a, on a team with Brittany. As I said, this this um this season is in teams. They're on Brittany's team. Frenchie's already out. Frenchie was on their team as well, and so they're already down a member. Um, there was a there's a special competition that takes place um this season called the Wild Card Comp, which essentially is just another competition where you can gain safety. One person from each team gets to play. Um, and apparently Tiffany went ahead and told Brittany, okay, we're going to try and get Derek X out of this competition. We're going to try to beat him, but then did the exact opposite. Derek X and Tiffany teamed up on Brittany. Brittany couldn't win it. Tiffany ended up winning the competition. Aza, who was on Brittany's team, is upset with Tiffany. And I think it's because Tiffany didn't make it clear that they were going to try and get Brittany out of there. Also, Brittany and Aza have developed a bit of a relationship. And so Aza thinks that Tiffany is being fake as hell and so we are starting to see the cookout is there it's look i'm I'm a little nervous because we're already seeing the cracks i just want them to to handle this so they can at least get to jury but it's looking like the cookout might not be cooking all the way through I might not, I you mean, might not well, get no food. <laughs> well, what, I mean, I've been, to, I mean, I've been to a couple of cookouts. It's always a little drama, but, um, so my question about the cookout before we go is most times, especially on a lot of reality TV shows, like, um, is the, is the cookout alliance, like, are they like being secretive about it or like what, how, like how are, how is it being brought to other people? Like, is it trying to be like this? I mean, I guess an alliance should be secretive, but you know what I'm trying to ask you. Like, what are they like? How are they answering it? How are they? Wait, wait. I said again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I asked how they answering it. <laughs> how are they answering what, bitch? <laughs> No, my question is, is the alliance like discreet or are they oh. like they yeah. like we hear and we like this? This is what it is. So they have 
I mean, someone can correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. Send me a tweet. I don't think that they ever really have actually had a sit down, which is one of the things that is this is why there are problems that are beginning to develop. The cookout really just happened on a bit of a whim. Well, not a whim, because it clearly was going to happen anyway. But it happened when Aza, Derek F., Kylan, and Tiffany were all in the kitchen. Tiffany says something about, yeah, like, speaking to Derek F. and Aza, like, y'all know we got each other, right? Like, we're, you know, this is this is going to be it. Xavier walks up, and Tiffany's like, you know what we're talking about, right? He's like, oh, yeah, we know. We know. I know, I know what's going on. Um, and he's like, but nobody can, we can't be seen together. But we got each other. And that was pretty much it. Oh, like Kylan yeah. was Kylan wasn't even there. Kylan finds out after the fact. So it's just like this mutual understanding, which is, you know, pretty indicative of how it happens out here in the real world. Like you see a black, right. like you see a, another black person in a, in a predominantly white space. You just, you share the look and you're like, okay, we got it. You know what I mean? So that's kind right. of how it's been, it's been operating. Um, but yeah, we are beginning to see that. Yeah. It, it's, it's great that you have this alliance, but you do need to check in with one another because it's starting to crack a little bit. So that's, mm. that's kind of how they're, how they're operating. They don't want to be seen together. Largely. I think that no one really suspects a thing. I mean, maybe there are some people that are, um, some of the non black members that are like, Hmm, I wonder if something's going on, but no one said anything on feeds. So it looks like they're fairly under the radar right now. Um, but we'll okay. see what happens after this week. Any wall climbers, wall talkers. Nope, nothing so okay. far. And I think that's largely because the season has been going the way that fans Want it to go, so I don't think anybody really has any reason to uh, to yell anything. Like, what would you even um, yell? I don't know. <laughs> the cookout. That would be some oh. shit. That would be some shit. I love it. Um, yes. So we will have to come back in two weeks for a new casual tea. Get our big brother updates and see what the popping. I can't even talk and see what is popping. But what's the tea with you? What you got cooking this upcoming week? Where can the people listen to you? Follow you at smell you because you know you ain't taking a shower. So they're going to be able to smell. Oh, my gosh. Um, you can follow me as always at Amon Admin on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. I'm trying to get back into the Instagram game. Yes, we didn't post it. Oh, mind you. Oh, I forgot to tell you. So that, so mind you, a mom posted photo. First of all, he posted two photos in one day. I said, ooh, I should play the lottery. Uh, and... <laughs> One of the photos, of course, he had to be making a weird ass look, and I then screenshotted it, and that is definitely your contact photo in my phone. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. I meant to tell you that earlier. Oh my gosh! See, now I want to take it down. Oh, but yeah, um, I'm on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and I'm on Evan. Also, you can find me on Twitch at the same name, where I am still reading Harry Potter. Um, I'm going to have lots of guests to come along and read. I'm in the middle of Goblet of Fire right now, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a long journey because it's a long book, but I'm super excited. You can always listen to me on the Drag Race podcast at RHAP. Um, we're in the middle of All Star Six. The season started off strong, but it's starting to piss me off just a little bit. And as always, yeah, you can find me um, talking about Big Brother on Twitter and with RHAP as well. So it's, summer is uh, we're in the thick of it. I'm having a great time. Ooh, the thick of it. The thick of it. Ain't that a song? The thick of it. Or no? It sounds familiar. <laughs> Okay, all right. Child, maybe it's back to black or black to black. Peace. <laughs> it is time for advice. Giving to you my price. It's time for advice with Bryce. Hey, Bryce. This is Matt. Uh, I'm just going to jump into my question. I had a friend that I had blocked on social media about three years ago now. And I stand by the reason. She didn't support me when I ended an abusive relationship. And instead, she took the side of, and as far as I'm aware, she remains friends with, 
my former abuser. I had talked with her about how her remaining friends with someone who so badly mistreated me made me feel, but she didn't seem to care. Uh, when I blocked her, we hadn't talked in almost a year. Before this, I considered her my closest friend, and we talked every day. I considered the blocking to be the end of our friendship, uh, but I've thought about her absence from my life regularly since then. Uh, here's where it gets a little tricky. I realized earlier this week that she created an account for her cat at some point after I had blocked her, and has followed, she's been following me on Instagram from that account for who knows how long. I see this as a pretty major violation of a boundary that I set. So obviously I blocked the cat as soon as I realized that it was hers. I guess what I'm looking for is a gut check. Uh, I'm currently not planning on saying anything to her or her cat. Um, I don't want to reward her for being sneaky and taking away my agency in whether or not she had access to my life. But should I confront her? The fact is I was abused and I lost my best friend as a result, but she's been tuning into my life cost-free for maybe three years. I know I deserve friends who support me and I shouldn't have to convince her that abuse is wrong. At the same time, I'm wondering if maybe this is her weird way of extending an olive branch and is there room for grace on my part? I don't know. This is a situation I didn't think I'd have to deal with. Any perspective you could offer would be very much appreciated. Thanks, Bryce. Hey, Matt, thanks so much for sending in a voice note for this week's advice with Bryce. I definitely can relate. And I feel like this is a great question that maybe even some of the posse members can get something out of. After listening to your message, I think that you are well within your right to end a friendship that did not support you leaving an abusive relationship. So I think that you are a hundred percent to say, Hey, if you cannot support me and what I'm going through after I just left an abusive relationship, I absolutely think you had every right to block this friend and to no longer have this friend in your life. We've got to choose ourself over having friends or relationships. We come first. And I think that that's something that clearly you listening to the podcast and anyone listening should know that we come first. We got to put ourselves first. We've got to treat ourselves like how we treat other people. Also listening to the message, I can maybe sympathize with the friend who you say after you broke up didn't really acknowledge the abuse and kind of sort of took the side of your abuser. I can recognize that sometimes even your closest friends may not understand what you are really going through and may minimize some things that you are going through. So I can give the friend grace in that essence that maybe she really did not realize, maybe she really did not understand. Because if you say that she is your best friend and you are telling her that you are leaving an abusive relationship or, you know, you're leaving a, a relationship, period. They should support you. I can see maybe where she just did not understand or get that. 
And keeping in that mindset, you know, you're leaving an abusive relationship. And because you decided to leave that abusive relationship, you also are suffering the trauma of losing one of your closest confidants, one of your best friends. And so that definitely puts you at a disadvantage or puts you in a place where, you know, you you don't trust people as easily. And, you know, you, you build up a wall, which is rightfully so. I feel like you are on a journey to a better Matt, just like I'm on a journey to a better Bryce. And I feel like on that journey, we have to have forgiveness. And even in the title of this podcast, Ego, at times we allow our ego, which essentially really is just our pride to get in the way of some things. And sometimes even in the way of forgiveness. And I think in the essence of your friend, you know, maybe you, you you should grant her forgiveness, not for her. OK, but for you, the fact that you can actually say I can come full circle in this situation where I felt like I was wronged. But due to the fact that I'm on a better road for me, I can extend you grace. I can extend you forgiveness. I think her creating another, first of all, baby boy, you done blocked the cat. How you gonna block the cat? <laughs> no, but I think in the essence of her following you on the cat Instagram, I wouldn't look at it as she's invading my privacy. I will look at it as, you know what? She actually really did care about me. And after I blocked her, she still wanted to be somewhat a part of my life. She still wanted to see what was going on. And if you look at it in that lens, I think that it is somewhat endearing. Um, there definitely needs to be a conversation. I'm not saying like, oh, you're following me on this mysterious cat page and all is forgiven. No, but I definitely think you should look at it in the lens of she maybe felt bad. She maybe missed her friend, just like, you know, you suffered the, suffered the loss of losing a friend. She suffered the loss of losing a friend as well. And she wanted to be a part of your life in some way, shape or form. So I, that's the way I take it. I wouldn't take it any other way because trust me, we could be, we could take it a lot of different ways, but we're on a, a road to a better Bryce and Matt. And I think that if you look at it in that aspect of it, it's actually, you know, like somewhat endearing, you know, she is wanting to be a part of your life. She wants to see what's going on. I think the bigger question for you is, is really doing a self-assessment as to do you want this friendship back? Do you miss this friendship? Or maybe it's even simply having a conversation with her to say in that moment, this is how you made me feel. And I just wanted to let you know. That's how you made me feel. And sometimes that's even enough. You don't have to promise to be friends again. You don't have to what, but just getting that out of your spirit uh, really can kind of sort of clear the way for new openings, new friendships. We ain't saying we going back to being best friends, but that might actually be a, an olive branch to, to something, a new beginning. And who knows what it is, but I definitely think you should not let your ego or your pride get in the way. And if you are 
you know, feeling enough ways to send me a voice note for advice with Bryce, then that means there's some unresolved things. Maybe you missed the friendship, you know, who knows? But I definitely think that you should explore it. Um, Explore in the mindset again of not becoming best friends again, not, you know, any of that, but getting her to acknowledge or to see how she made you feel. And you just simply say that, have it in a conversation, maybe via text, but you've got to do that self-assessment to see, are you ready? Because that also could be very triggering for you to kind of reopen that friendship. And if she's still friends with the abuser, you know, so you've got to really do that self-assessment to yourself to see if, are you at a point where you would want to just acknowledge this friend and let her know how she made you feel if that's all that you want from it then that's fine but I definitely think there is something in your spirit that needs closure and whether the closure is saying like that's how you made me feel I missed you but I had to choose myself and allowing to see what her response is maybe she has grown since then maybe she regrets the stance that she took maybe she did not know how to reapproach you and so I think that you allowing her to have that space and for you to allow yourself to actually tell her how you felt could be beneficial so much to you I don't know what will come of it, but I know that at least just those simple steps will free yourself and, you know, continue to to live how you want to live and continue to be the best you that you could be. Know that you've overcame a situation that you are choosing love and forgiveness is my best advice, baby boy. I hope this helps. Please DM me and let me know what you thought. And remember, don't let your pride or your ego get in the way of you on that road to a better man. Okay, baby boy, thank you so much for this week's submission of Advice with Bryce. And once again, if you feel like you need advice with Bryce, please do not hesitate to reach out to the Purple Pants Podcast. You can contact Bryce at purplepantspodcast at gmail.com. The following message is brought to you by... Give me a B. B. Give me an A. A. Give me an R. R. Give me a B. 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 Let me hear it. B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 Hi. This is Miss Barb. And this week, I want to share with you a piece written by Jess Allen. An amazing thing happens when you get honest with yourself and start doing what you love, what makes you happy. Your life literally slows down. You stop wishing for the weekend. You stop merely looking forward to special events. You begin to live in each moment and you start feeling like a human being. You just ride the wave that is life with this feeling of contentment and joy. You live more fluidly, steadily, calm, and grateful. A veil is lifted and a new perspective is born. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky, freak? 
figure the week. Might be me, might be you, might be. We are on to this week's Freak of the Week, baby. And you know, the Olympics is something very special in my heart. I feel like I shared with you guys before that like years ago when I was definitely a baby boy, my mom and Aunt Helen had took me and my three brothers down to the Wildwood Beach and we stayed at this motel and it was the summer of, I I don't know what summer Olympics it was. I think it actually might have even been when Muhammad Ali had brought in the Olympic flame. And I just I really enjoy seeing my mom and I Helen like cheering at the people and my brothers and, and just watching the op- opening ceremony was really special to me. And so ever since then, I've always enjoyed the Summer Olympics. Don't get me wrong. I, I love a good uh, Winter Olympics, too, but it's the Summer Olympics for me. However, I was debating after all of this drama and controversy with the Tokyo Olympics, you know, regarding, you know, Shakari Richardson. OK, the swimming caps for the swimmers, baby. With more and more athletes testing positive for COVID, okay, with them trying to institute cardboard beds so people ain't get nasty. And let's just believe, trust me, a cardboard bed ain't gonna stop me from being freak of the week. But listen, that's not what I'm here to talk about. So I ultimately ended up watched the opening ceremonies and I loved it. I loved seeing, you know, the American team in the Ralph Lauren uh, polo set. I said, okay, polo. And just really watch all of the countries coming together and just thinking to myself like yes like can't we all just get along can't we just have this moment but for me what was really uh inspiring was seeing our girl naomi osaka come in and carrying the olympic flame shout out to my girl elizabeth berry nine on the twitter who tweeted me and said "Bay, bay, she's definitely giving freak of the week you know given everything going on with naomi her pulling out from competitions not wanting to do press for her mental health and putting herself first and at first them taking a negative response and then them coming back and saying like we value the mental health of people and really just like championing herself and to see her in the Olympics killing it with the torch I said yes baby girl come on Naomi you definitely got to be freak of the week so listen I had to give her freak of the week she also has this really good documentary on Netflix kind of like talking about just her experience uh, at such a young age her being biracial what it means how she feels she represents her blackness it's really good so if you have time to see that that Naomi Osaka documentary on the Netflix tune in and you don't thank me later but it's really good and you know your baby boy lives for some documentaries but she is definitely giving freak of the week you know I love black girl magic and to just you know highlight our sisters is something that I truly love to do here on the podcast so Naomi you is definitely the freak of the week and if Naomi is freak of the week can in the Olympic flame. That means we are coming to an end of another amazing podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening to the baby boy. Okay. I appreciate it. I hope listening to this podcast, we check our egos because sometimes the ego get in the way of stopping our blessings and we, we don't got time for that. Okay. 
If you have not already, please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcast from. My uncle Pookie is back in town. He went on vacation. So if you in Philly, you can get that subscription from Uncle Pookie. So hit that subscribe button, write a review, even though y'all don't write no reviews because I ain't seen a review since May 22nd, but that ain't none of my business. I'm going to just tell y'all to write a review because you know I, I i check them i read them i want to know what y'all got to say okay give your baby boy some five stars and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell your ego to get in line okay because it's a it's a it's a it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick it's the purple pants podcast you better listen in public might make your stomach hurt it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to unwind you better get that box wine it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to get your snack you better hurry right back though it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.